How are the high school years different? Let's talk about that. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. You know, in a lot of ways, the high school years can be just a continuation of what you've been doing all along. But in other ways, they're different. And we want to talk about that today with my friend and coworker, Laura Pitney. Hi. You have two high schoolers now, I do. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've had four. Yep. They're all out of the high school years now, but we've walked through this before. Yes. It seems like there's an overarching transition that needs to happen during those high school years. And we were discussing it earlier. Um, explain yep. what that overarching transition is. I think that for me, the goal has been to help them become young adults. And there's the school lessons that are a component of that. Their hearts are a component of that. Their work ethics are a component of that. So all these things are um, kind of the recipe being mixed together to help um help them mature into those young adults um, that we hope they'll be. (laughs) I guess they will be no matter what. But um, So for me in this season, it has really been um, helping them to take ownership of their responsibilities, their choices, um, their schoolwork. Um, I am trying to step away from them being dependent on me and help them to become truly independent with me being alongside them as a counselor. And, you know, I'm not leaving them Mm -hmm. coach, um, but there's just this ownership that I desire for them to take over their life as a whole. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That is the transition, if you will, into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like we're dealing with two transitions, you know, it's like, Elementary and middle school years, there's a transition now into high school, which will then be also a transition into adult. Yes. So it's yeah. there's lots of transitions yes. in there. Yeah, and yeah. I think just these high school years is really when um, they need to t- start taking those steps to owning their um, decisions and all the things. So, yeah. you know, I think that's the hierarchy of that umbrella that all these other pieces practically are under. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about some of those practical pieces. Yeah. And let me just mention something. We're not going to be talking about grades and transcripts and all those details, those formalities and how it all fits with a Charlotte Mason education, you can find in your questions answered high school. It's a great resource and it gives all those details. It also talks a little bit about what we're going to be discussing here. So let's talk about how this idea of giving them responsibility, making that transition, applies to independent work. I think when, when the children start out, in the early grades, we're doing basically all the work together. And then over the years, over the grades, very slowly Mm -hmm. and and gradually, Charlotte worked it in Mm -hmm. to her methods that you're starting to turn over a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more as independent work. Mm 
But what are some things we need to keep an eye on as we're giving that independent work to them? I think that one of the first things that will be noticeable is um, their character. I think that um, the hard things don't necessarily make the character. They reveal the character. So as mm. they're challenged with things that feel harder or seem harder, um, they may just want to say, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. or they, I'm just saying like, you'll, you'll really start to notice <laughs> um, things in their personality and their character. So I have one child that will rise to that occasion. Like if you give her an assignment, um, no matter the difficult or the, she may not like the newness of it, but she really wants to do well. And then I have another child <laughs> that would just rather not do it. He's fine with the, with the way it's always been done. Why, why? Why change it? So there's, I think, pieces that will start um, manifesting that will give you an insight to maybe things you need to work on or discussions you need to have. So um, as workload is increased or as you assign more independent work and maybe even give them deadlines, you know, however you start leveling up those high school classes, I think it's really wise to keep an eye on their responses and um, their follow through. So that way at different times you can address those. Um, just because again, the, if you're keeping the big picture in mind that you're hopefully raising young adults, those conversations have to happen. And you don't necessarily know what conversations need to happen until you start noticing the way that they either um, become complacent or lazy or rise, you know, there's just, so you need to have your, your eyes on, um, not just the content and their abilities, but what, what you're seeing revealed from their hearts. That's a good point. Um, so many times when the children are younger, you see peaks into their personality, yeah. <laughs> but it's developing yes. all of those yes. years. Yes. And so really in those young adult years is when it's, it's starting to really shine through in yeah. many areas. Yeah, and it may be great if you're like, yes, or you may be like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> I think it is yeah. important, though, like you said, to, yeah. to just to distinguish between personality and character. Yeah. yeah. Because that child might have the exact same personality you do. Well, not yeah. exact, but yeah. very close. And that's either going to give you an empathy or it's going to rub you the wrong right. way. But we need to distinguish between is this child just naturally laid back personality mm -hmm. or is it laziness of character? Yeah, yeah. And it, it helps you determine how to coach. Yes. And I think that's an important part of this transition in high school is, you know, if our goal is to for them to own their responsibilities and their decisions, then um, I don't want to say unfortunately, but the work has to come in from us and it's a different type of parenting that has to happen. Um, so um, it's also a transition for us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. It's difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's yeah. so important. Yeah. And it's a wonderful example of how God always brings new situations into our lives that, I'm not going to say force us, because it's our choice, yeah. but they greatly encourage yeah. us to lean more heavily on him. Yeah, that's, prune. Yes, that's my word. <laughs> pruning. Yeah, pruning away yeah. that self-sufficiency or yeah. that feeling in us of, oh, I've got this, I've been yeah. doing this so long. Yeah. 
And now we have a new sense of, mm -hmm. I need you help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, again, going back to that heart component of um, giving them a vision for their own life. For, so it's hard to ask a 17-year-old, what do you want to do yeah. in, in your career or what's your vision? You know, it's hard for them to even want to answer that. I mean, you know, I'm an adult and sometimes I have a hard time answering, you know, so, and the Lord changes things, but I'm just yeah. saying like- to, Some children will know. Yes. From yeah. the time they're 12, they know. Yeah. yeah. Other children will struggle. Right. Yeah. But to give them a vision for serving the Lord and to seeking counsel and to be open to, like you said, the different opportunities. So again, it's that heart issue. And that starts with um, the exposure of all the things they learn in high school. I mean, there's going to be a taste of harder math. There's going to be a taste of different types of sciences. There's just all this, this feast that's in front of them. And so as they're being exposed to all those different beautiful subjects, the conversations that get paired with that um, can help give them direction and a vision. For instance, um, science is not my favorite subject. And so we outsource that. And my daughter, I didn't want my... <laughs> negative view of science to um, influence her. I wanted her to have a good objective teacher and, you know, I just, mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a healthy thing for her. Um, and so through the different sciences she's had in high school, she's enjoyed it. She's enjoyed the um, projects and the different studies, but she just told me yesterday, she's like, mom, I never want to do science and, uh, again in any way. Like she just, as much as she has thrived in it, she's realized it is not her thing. Like mm -hmm. it is not something she wants to, you know, advance in in college or careers or in any way. And I'm like, great, you know, that's, that's helpful perfect, to know that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So even just her um, being exposed to these beautiful subjects, but having the mindset to see, hmm, would I really want this in my life later on? So just teaching her to have that um, ownership over the science subject. Does that make sense? Yes, so, absolutely. So even though in some ways the feast of high school can be intimidating, if you keep that perspective that it's these beautiful uh, touches that, again, maybe they'll click with something or the idea of this is something they want to further study. It's just... Um, I just feel like it's naturally what should happen. I mean, that's why we give them that feast is to see how it resonates with them. But then the heart issue of them soaking it in to say, hmm, does this something I want in my life? Yes. Kind of thing later on. Obviously, yes. you have to have it now. But but the same thing applies yeah. to the personality we were yeah. talking about before, yeah. where you are learning about their personalities mm -hmm. and you're discussing it with them. So mm -hmm. when we talk about Charlotte Mason... Yeah. And the areas of knowledge she talked about, we usually just limit it to the three, knowledge of God, knowledge of the universe, knowledge of mankind. Mm -hmm. But there was a fourth knowledge mm -hmm. she talked about, and that was knowledge of yourself. Yeah. And that's so important, especially in those young adult yeah. years. Yeah. So the, the independent work can make those personality mm -hmm. traits and character traits bubble up. We can discuss mm -hmm. that because that then is also going to help them know what direction mm -hmm. They might want to head. Right. right. What would be a good fit for right. the way that God has made them? Right. It's also a great way when we see the personality surfacing and their character surfacing to know which habits we need to work on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that has so much to do with character. Yes. 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 And, you know, it's one of those things where for so long they're dependent on us. 
to mm-hmm. teach them those habits mm-hmm. and be like, you know what, you should really work on this habit, you know, and they're, they don't really have a choice, you know, because we do right. it together. Right. But that transition for those high school years is they need to take ownership of, you know what, I have a bad habit. How do I fix it? Because my mom's not always yes. going to be next to me telling me what to do. Or I want to do this in my life. My life would be so much better if <laughs> I had this good habit. Yeah. Like cleaning your room. Or doing your laundry or studying, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how do I instill yeah. this good habit? Mom yeah. always helped me with it before. Right. Can I do it by myself? Yeah. And that's where it's so important. I feel like I'm holding up books all the time, yeah. but hang on. Yep. The Laying Down the Rails mm-hmm. for Yourself book mm-hmm. is, is written so that the parent and the child, the young adult mm-hmm. age child, can read it together yeah. and learn how to implement good habits yeah. for yourself. Yep. Such an important part of it. Yes, and I think it's very interesting because the hab- some of the habits that I see in my older children, my young adults, um, I'm, I could have a list of saying, oh, they should, they should work on this, this, and this, but I've got to respect them enough to know the convi- that, to trust their conviction of heart for what habits they feel like they need to improve on. So again, it's a discussion of me lovingly telling them, you know, I feel like this is a strength, you're doing great. I feel like this is a weakness. So what do you think we can do? Or what do you think you can do to improve it? But then that conversation has the the other side of the coin where she may come to me and say, I respect you, I do see those weaknesses, but this is what I feel really convicted about what habit I need to work on right now, right now. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's got to, again, that's part of that transition of respecting them as a young adult mm-hmm. and, you know, keeping my prayer life like it should <laughs> over them. Ramp it up. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, yes. So I've got to be able to let that go mm-hmm. and trust them and the, and let them make that decision um, and trust my that job God is, just is working in their hearts. Yes. Yeah, that's that's our prayer. Right. Really, is that right. their relationship with God will be strong enough mm-hmm. that He will do His work in their hearts. They will recognize that work in His heart in yeah. in their hearts, mm-hmm. and that will be most important right. to them. Right. So my tendency is when I see them struggle, let me take it back. Yes. Let me help you. Let's fix it. That kind of thing. But that's not always the best option. Um, we had we were talking about monkeys, monkeys, and monkeys. I don't necessarily know why, but you know, if you compare monkeys as your responsibilities, we want to continually give those monkeys to grab onto our children's backs where they should be. But then we have the tendency to let them jump back onto us and just pile them on. If so we, especially if we see that child yeah. struggling. <laughs> yes. You know, to try and train this one monkey and it's not cooperating. It's right. like, oh, well, let me just help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not helping the child. Right, right. So there's just always this constant struggle of monkeys, if you will, of where who's back they're on. Yes. You know, and um, the mothering instinct is let me take it. Let mm-hmm. me do it for you. But that's not always the best yeah, instead we need to say, okay, let's talk about some ways that you can get this monkey under control yeah. and how it can you can train it to work in your life. Yeah. And I'll help you, I will coach you, but I'm not taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> that's your yeah. monkey now. Yeah. yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. And that can apply to your independent work, mm-hmm. um, setting up your daily schedule mm-hmm. and how that fits in with the family because you're still part of a family we want to respect that you have longer work, mm-hmm. 
that you have more independent work, mm-hmm. but you are still part of our family. And, and that extends to outside responsibilities, mm-hmm. jobs, outside classes, co-ops, mm-hmm. all of those areas. As you said at the mm-hmm. beginning, it's, an, it's transitioning into giving the child those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to gather up all the monkeys <laughs> and dump it all at once. You know? Even though sometimes we want to. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what we mean by transition. Mm -hmm. Um, You're doing this a little at a time as Mm -hmm. the child is ready for it and covering it all in prayer and coaching as you go along, not just here you go, sink Mm -hmm. or swim, but we're coaching as we go. That's the big transition, whether we are transitioning into the high school years or transitioning Mm -hmm. into the adult years, Mm -hmm. that's the key to keep in mind. Mm I'm so glad you brought up the monkeys. <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> but it sure helps yeah. the picture. Yeah. That is a wonderful picture yeah. we're all going to hang yeah. on to. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I'll see you next time.